Welcome back to the Bible Reading Podcast. I am Brianna Shawnut, your host, and I am joined by the awesome, by the amazing, by the lovely Nessagos. Boop, boop. <laughs> Nessa, this has been such a joy, such a pleasure to do these things with you. Um, we we hope to inspire all our listeners to read the Bible every day is your excuse. We know that the mm-hmm. podcast does not come out every single day, but we still hope that every Wednesday you guys tune in and that you um, get inspired to read the word because you need it. It's important. It's crucial. It's critical. And definitely in this day and age, we need to know what the Bible says and how the Bible feels about every single topic under the sun. Because believe it or not, the Bible covers it. Mm-hmm. So, Nessa, how are you doing today? Doing good. We're entering the last few weeks of August. Mm-hmm. So, just ready for the holidays, really. I know. <laughs> I know. It's already almost September. Praise the Lord. Hopefully, we can get a break from this heat. Um, we promise we're not whiners. I know that we complain about the heat every single time, but it's a lot. Um, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for the nice weather. I'm ready for the, you know, like the fall treats Mm -hmm. what's your favorite little fall treat i would say i don't really prefer like pumpkin spice flavored to be honest yeah me neither it's just too artificial but if it's like homemade real yeah pumpkin or real apple or something that's what's good yeah but anything that's artificial i don't really prefer yes definitely apple type treats like that for me um apple cider is actually my preferred drink other than pumpkin spice. I'm sure I'm breaking somebody's heart here, but like (laughs) definitely more, um, I'm definitely more of an apple person. Um, Some people may be like, "Eh, September is too early to drink all that. Once the restaurants and once the, once Starbucks and all that stuff has it, I'm there. (laughs) I I definitely enjoy it and drink it. Um, You guys don't know this. Listeners don't know this, but I'm, I'm a little thrown off. I'm like sitting in a different position than normal. (laughs) I hope maybe we sound different too. Who knows? Yeah. We have a little bit of a different setup this time and going forward, which is cool. It is really cool. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone who tunes in and listens to us, if we kind of sound weird sometimes, but um, we're, we're shaking things up. We're really excited for the fall because, you know, plenty of new things are coming. We're going to have new guests. We're going to have a bunch of new topics and things that I know you guys have been wanting to hear. Um, We're, we're, gonna come off fresh off my maternity leave ready to go and it's gonna be awesome so we're really excited we hope you guys are excited but today we have a guest with us who is an og yes (laughs) we're really excited OG of a lot of things yes 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 (laughs) i'm sure it will come up sometime during this podcast but he's the og of a lot of things he used to co-host bible reading project back when it was a project on instagram (laughs) and not just a podcast that you all know and love and he was um, pastor mark evans best friend in the world who we had about a week or two ago yes yes Mm -hmm. and he's just awesome he loves the lord he serves with all his heart he's been doing youth ministry for like way longer than he probably should yes (laughs) (laughs) 10 million thousand years (laughs) and he's awesome at what he does uh and we're so excited to have him here please welcome to the bible reading podcast for the first time ever ryan holdman (laughs) what up everybody hey thank you so much for having me yeah. Um, thank you for uh, taking it to the next level for me. Is I it feel. though? Because I feel like once we took it over, everyone was like, ah, no, yeah, we, don't, nice. we don't want to listen No, but anymore. you got these microphones who are meeting oh, yeah. in Peepaw's um, pawn shop and 
Um, I have a very nice chair. Yes. So I feel like you said, well, Ryan's coming, so we got to turn it up a notch. Yeah, so yeah I guess so. Not that you had to, but you did it. <laughs> and so to thank you. all our past guests, we apologize. <laughs> yes. But hopefully we'll One have One day you'll be back. on my level. It's okay. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have all of you back in nicer conditions. (laughs) Um, But Ryan, we're so happy to have you. Seriously. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for coming on. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be good. We're excited to hear from you. We're excited to glean wisdom from you. And then as always with our guest episodes, it's a two-parter. So um, don't be worried if we stop short at, you know, the 40 minute mark, just know there's more coming. Yep. It's going to be good. There'll Just, be more Ryan content. Yes, there will be more Ryan content. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, how has your week been? How have you been? What what brings you to this chair? <laughs> yes, besides us asking. Besides us asking you. Because <laughs> you uh, can say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, doing well. Doing good. Been working and all that good stuff. And what brings me to the chair? Mm-hmm. Uh, just happy to come back for nostalgia's sake (laughs) to the Bible reading project. Now, when you did Bible reading project, um, you guys often would pick a verse for the day Mm -hmm. and then read, read that verse and, you know, continue on. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you guys, all these videos and all this content is still available on On the Instagram, on on YouTube, Leaders Church. It's all available. So we definitely encourage you guys to go, um, look that up and if you, know, you are looking to lose brain cells <laughs> no it's or... great no it's good you guys have you've got some really great stuff yes. um it definitely inspired us to read the word every single day and you know we we loved hearing um pastor mark evans and ryan uh preach their wisdom and talk about all the various things about the bible bible reading podcast is a little different because you know you spend more time with us and so we often mm-hmm tackle deeper topics instead of just the 10 minutes you got here and there with Bible reading project. Um, but Ryan, where you really excelled with Bible reading project, I feel was just, you guys really were able to take, um, simple verses that, you know, people would normally gloss over and really dig them deep. And Mm so we, we thank you guys for that. You definitely, you know, you made it worthwhile to take this over. So I really appreciate you being here and, you know, coming back to the old fray. (laughs) (laughs) But today, what we wanted to talk to you about is your testimony. We wanted to hear from you. We wanted to hear what God's done in your life, what he's continuing to do in your life. And we just think that this would be a special treat for our listeners. Yes. Yeah, so we're, thank you so much. So, and to say that I had wisdom is very generous because <laughs> that's a little bit of an oversell. <laughs> it is not. Just kidding. No, thank you so much. So, so my testimony is, and I usually preface it this way, is that it's not like um, I didn't uh, do drugs and sell drugs and become a drug dealer and then we'll you know, do wield Uzis doing drive-bys late at night mm-hmm. in downtown Atlanta. And I didn't spend any stint in any kind of prison or jail. In fact, um, you know, my testimony is quite the opposite. I'm a people pleaser. I really, so by that, I don't typically break the rules. I mm-hmm. typically want to do everything absolutely right. Right. Feel that, um, and so I don't usually like even step on people's toes, very all of it, right? 
And so even growing up, I never did any of that. I had no desire. I have, and I still don't really even, I don't even have a desire to ever get high or get drunk or do any of those crazy things or sleep around or do anything. You know, usually what crazy testimonies come with it. Kind of, and that's like the good testimony. It's drama filled. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. doing that. Oh, it's crazy. But right. then God comes in right. and saves them and turns their life around and they go from total polar opposites. But that's just not my story. And if that is, you know, and if that is somebody's story, it's easy for someone to think, well, he thinks that he's better. And that's just not it because you can. The thing of it is, is that you can, you can smell the alcohol when somebody's an alcoholic, you, you can see the bloodshot eyes when someone's getting high, you can, you can see the, the, the wake of people that's left when you're going from girl to girl, to girl, to girl, Mm -hmm. Uh, and all the hurt and the drama that comes with that, that is all very tangible, but what you cannot see or smell is the person that is um, consumed with self in a very quiet way. Mm. And that's me. Okay. That's my story. You know, growing up, um, I was very blessed. Like, you know, my very, very thankful for my mom and my dad. And, um, you know, things didn't always go weren't always peachy growing up. Um, My dad would leave on occasion and things like that. And, um, and uh, when he was home, there's a lot of yelling and fighting and screaming. And so um, I'm a peacemaker. I like everything to be calm and peaceful. And it just wasn't always that a lot of the time. And that coupled with, me and being a human being and just being selfish off led me to being becoming depressed. And I don't think I would ever act on it, but I would lash out and say, oh, I'm going to kill myself, okay. especially whenever I got in trouble or things like that. Like, right. and I would yell and scream and fight. And as a way to, in my mind, that would bring peace. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of when I was younger and then growing up, I would become that people pleaser, but then secretly I would have this huge porn addiction, something that nobody could, like I said, no one could smell it or or see it or really tell because um, there's no scent or stench Mm -hmm. or bloodshot eyes that go along with that. Right. And so here I am thinking, okay, well, we're doing great. And the eyes of whatever future I thought that I was developing um, to be this successful person that I was going to be one day to please everybody, to please dad, to please mom, to please people in my life that I was on track to, to to be successful in in some way. still, uh, you know, in middle school, but I still have these grandiose ideas, I guess as middle schoolers do to one day grow up and be successful. Mm Mm-hmm. And so through, you know, that's kind of me in a, in a very summed up way throughout, you know, growing up. 
And um, then in 2004, my family, my dad was in the military, so my family uh, moves from where we pretty much have grown up in the Northwest to Douglasville, Georgia. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right? Ended up here. <laughs> Ended up right here. And, um, and if you've ever moved across country, it's, um, it's a cool experience, but also traumatizing doesn't feel, it feels a little bit too extreme, but <laughs> I just remember bawling my eyes out and crying yeah. and yeah. feeling lonely and all, you know, you lost all your friends that you've grown yeah. up with and you're, and I was going to be a freshman. Yeah. So it's a lot of change all at once. Yep. And, um, and so it was a quite the experience. So move, moving across country um, to Douglasville was a whole experience. Even the culture shock of all of it um, was crazy. You moved from the north? West. So west. Washington. We lived in Washington State. Okay, to the south. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So literally corner to corner <laughs> pretty right. much. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, that was a culture shock. And so one day, um, I had, uh, we were, so having a pool in your neighborhood was kind of, um, it was, it was a novelty to us because we never had that in, in the Northwest. You don't have pools in your neighborhood. It's always raining. So, you know, go swimming outside. (laughs) <laughs> usually it's like you go to the community pool or something like that right <clears throat> so we are so I'm, one day we're just sitting outside and i'll never forget um a, a dude named by the name of charles dixon who is a stranger to nobody uh comes up to me and just starts talking to me and i don't remember what we talked about but i remember at the end of the conversation he said hey um i'm going to church tomorrow do you want to come and I didn't have anything better to do. I just moved here. It's still summertime. So I said, sure. Yeah, let's go. And he said, great, I'll pick you up or whatever. And so um, we meet up and he takes me to church and then the rest is history. Started going to church and every every Wednesday and every Sunday, his parents would come pick me up and take me to church. Wow. And it was that summer where I met Jesus and um and so then as school came around, um, uh, his parents would pick me up for school and take me home from school. Oh, wow. So every single day they're picking me up, driving me home. Um, go, we're going to church together. And it was because of Charles um, that I became a follower of Jesus wow. just by a simple invitation mm-hmm. and just befriending me. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know me from anybody. And Charles, you know, I have great stories about Charles. He's a very interesting character. Um, but uh, I'm very thankful for him. Yeah. And um, and so then um, go to church for a whole year. And then next summer rolls around. <clears throat> Going into my sophomore year of high school, um, they have camp. And so we went to camp and... It was that camp where I had kind of this this first experience with God, like a like a legitimate where he became a reality for me. Okay. It was more than just belonging to something. It was where God became very real to me. 
it was um, we were in Forsyth, Georgia, where the uh, Assembly of God camp is, and you know, it, it was every Thursday. You know, you guys have both been there, yeah. so Thursday night is the Holy Spirit night, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Get filled with speaking in tongues, or you're going to hell. No, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but I kind of thought that you know the way everything was rolling out, I was like, oh gosh, am I even saved? So that night, hundreds of students um, are in this gymnasium. And I didn't know, I've never seen anything like this. And people, kids are, other students are speaking in tongues, you know. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I would like to do that. But I'm, but I don't feel anything, right? Right. Nothing's like, you know, he's talking about a living river and that, I don't feel that. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of standing there. Then they're praying for, and people are falling backwards. So they're coming to pray for people and they're falling backwards. It's like, okay, that's interesting. I was like, well, I'll just wait and see what happens when they come and pray for me. So they come and pray for me and nothing's really happening. And they continue to pray for me. And then I like, I was like, well, I don't want to look stupid. (laughs) So I just kind of fall backwards. And then the guy that was praying for me, he moved onto the kid next to me and I guess he was looking at me and I opened an eye and then, <laughs> and then he, I remember he's like, he kind of was like, get up. Or he was like, he wanted me to move out of the way so he could pray for the other kid. <laughs> so I was like, well, Shoo. yeah, he was basically shooing me like move. That's so sad. You idiot. <laughs> no. He didn't say that, but it felt, right. yeah. felt like he wanted to. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got caught. So I just stood up and just started praying. I was just. And at the time, I probably didn't even know because I was so young. Yeah. And I didn't even know that's what that was. But I just was asking God to show me if he was real. Yeah. And that night, God, in a weird way that only God can do, showed up in a very, you know, authentic way. Um, And that's kind of where the course of my journey kind of began in a way. It's um, So that night... um, this youth pastor, he didn't know me and I didn't know him. He came up to me and started praying for me. And his prayer was something along the lines of, um, you're going to preach the gospel to the next generation. I was like, okay, cool. So I just was seeking God. I was like, yeah, if that, I don't know if that was real mm-hmm. uh, or what or what that meant. But mm-hmm. so I was just seeking God. And I was praying and sitting there um, for like, I don't know how long how much time had passed, but it felt like a long time. Then another youth pastor that didn't know me and I didn't know him came and he prayed over me. And he said, you're going to, God is going to give you cre- uh, creative ways to reach the next generation for the kingdom. Okay. I was like, okay, well, wow, that's too mm-hmm. interesting. So the way it works at this camp is you kind of just stay as long as you want. And you, as you filter out, you can go to the snack shack and do whatever. And so, but I didn't want to go. I was, I went down to the altar and at this point, I guess there was maybe like three or four students left and I was just praying and asking God. And as I was just praying, another youth pastor that didn't know me and I didn't know him came up to me and he said, he came and sat next to me and he said, um, what has God been sharing with you? I said, well, I don't know, but I feel like God wants me to be a youth pastor. And he said, that's exactly what I came over here to tell you. And that's kind of when he said that, 
kind of just sealed the deal. That's yeah. what solidified it for me. Right. And ever since then, that's kind of what, you know, I've been on the journey to do since mm-hmm. 2005. Um, wow. Just seeking. That. That's almost 20 years. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I was amazing, going to just though. let him do his thing. <laughs> that's amazing. Though. But yes, that's incredible. That's an incredible testimony. Um, I like that you said that not all testimonies are these tragic stories you know or you know not all these not not every testimony is really steeped with sin um i i admire that i think your testimony is a lot of people's like a lot of people really just kind of go through life and encounter jesus you know um it's not everyone (laughs) um Forgive me for saying this, listeners, but not everyone is hard-headed. <laughs> Some people experience the Lord and, you know, yeah. they, that's it for them. Yeah. So my question would be really, honestly, the only thing that, you know, um, really grabbed my attention was after you started following Jesus, was there a change with the porn addiction? Was there a change with you know, how you interacted with the world going forth. You, you mentioned selfishness, you mentioned depression, um, you mentioned even having, you know, suicidal tendencies. Mm-hmm. So where did that, where did that go? I know you were mm-hmm. still young when you met Jesus and when you yeah. decided to devote your life, but did the calling align with the sin? How yeah. did you, what did that look like for you? Yeah. So with uh, the porn stuff, not immediately. Right. Like that stuff still stayed closeted because I thought I could keep that, mm-hmm. which I did like, yeah, good, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And then I just, there was just a day where it just like, I always knew it was wrong. I never, you know, justified it to be right, which is why I kept it closed and hidden. Um, but then there was just a time where I was like, well, this doesn't line up with what God's called me to do and what he saved me from and Mm -hmm. why he died for me and all of that. So I had to just make a hard line decision to just draw a line in the sand. Either it's going to be this or that. It can't be both. Yeah, that's good. And I just felt a conviction of like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that took years, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, ashamed to admit, but took, took a long time. Yeah. Um, to get to that place. Um, but I, you know, I love one of my youth pastors, um, used to always say that, uh, and I don't know how, if it applies here, but you know, she would always say, she would tell us because she didn't, um, want, she was trying to help us not be too condescending and judgmental, but she would always say people's um, convictions come at different times. Mm. And so, not to justify any yeah, of that, sure. but, um, yeah, it did. It came much later, but with the depression and suicidal thoughts, that was immediate. Mm. That's kind of the, the miracle. Like I've, you know, haven't cause I throughout middle school and stuff. I was on antidepressants and going to counselors and all of that stuff. And then after that, it, that all that stuff was, gone immediately there was never a suicidal thought never another uh, anxious or depressed moment um i mean of course i am emotional so i can get sad but it's not 
it wasn't so overwhelming that it, you know, to the point of crippling, crippling me. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think that really came because, um, I had a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Wasn't about me anymore. Wasn't about Ryan. Um, and yeah, really only by the grace of God, you know, mm-hmm. that, does that revelation come? Because we're naturally selfish people. I'm naturally a selfish person. I naturally think about myself. And so by the grace of God, I had this revelation that, no, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> when that, um, that transformation came, it, um, that's, that's when everything changed. And looking back now, what I realized was happening was, um, it's a common verse, uh, but it's common because it's good. Uh, Romans chapter 12, right? Verse two, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think then you will learn to do God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Mm. And other translations say the pattern of this world, right? And that's what I kind of, that's what I believe is it. You know, I think about, you know, you ever think about um, what would happen if I didn't change or if I didn't kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's kind of what I teach students Mm -hmm. is, you know, no one's going to wake up one day and think, Oh, I'm going to be a murderer. Right. Or no one wakes up one day and says, I'm going to shoot up my school or I'm going to rape somebody. Mm-hmm. No one wakes up one morning with that thought. Mm-hmm. There's a pattern developed somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. right? That little by little and inch by inch, mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. And we believe the lie, oh, I can do it. I can handle it. I can control it. I can hide it. I can get better at it, whatever. I can quit any, you know, I heard that lie a lot. Yeah. Right. I can quit any time that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, uh, or, or, or the lie of it'll make me better. And we, then we, like, I, you know, we begin to justify it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really not that bad. Right. Or at least I'm not as bad as them. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, uh um, everyone else is doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's what the customs of this world are. So it's a pattern. And so, um, that's what I think is like if I never if I never encountered the cross that the pattern that I would have developed would have been psychotic, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, but thank God he his grace found me way, 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 way sooner than that. Yeah. And um that's what I would just encourage you if you know, it's kind of like if you're you know, I don't know who's listening, but if you are and you're on the fence and you're like, well, my, my, my pattern isn't as dramatic as maybe some of the other guests mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, then I would encourage you to read the story of when Jesus encounters the rich young ruler because his pattern wasn't bad either. Mm-hmm. His pattern was he followed all the rules. He knew all the laws. Mm-hmm. He lived to, to the nth degree of them and he was wealthy. Mm-hmm. And he, he was a ruler, so I guess he had some sort of influence. Right. Mm-hmm. It, but you could just tell in his soul he was still missing something; otherwise, he wouldn't have come to Jesus. Right, That's he wouldn't so have good. come to the Messiah. <laughs> yeah, and asked the question, "Well, how do I get into heaven?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
well, you got to go sell everything. Yeah. And he goes away sad because his testimony wasn't as dramatic. Mm-hmm. Because in his mind, that the stuff got me into heaven. The 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 me following all the rules and people pleasing and ruling well and am I gonna am I gonna manage all this stuff well and and what does everyone think of me and mm-hmm. and I and I guess that's what he what he what really was his salvation was what everyone else thought of me mm-hmm. because if I sell everything well then I'm just poor and no one's going to want to be my friend. No one's going to like me. I can't rule. I'll lose all my influence. Yeah. And that's just, that's not the gospel. Yeah. And, and so that's what I want to encourage you. If you're listening, you think, well, I've got it all together. I'm doing really well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great moral people that have never murdered anybody Mm -hmm. that have never gotten a DUI that have never um, crossed the line sexually with somebody mm-hmm. uh, who have never cheated or stolen anything, mm-hmm. man, that's awesome. But you still need the, the salvation of Jesus Christ. Yes. We all have sinned and fallen short, no matter, you know, and of course we say this in church all the time, like God sees sin all the same, but God really does see sin all the same. You know, it doesn't matter what you've done or what you haven't done, God still sees you as a sinner and who needed to be saved and who needed the blood of Jesus to cover all those sins. So I like that you said that. Um, I also love the, the thought of the cross stops compromise. Mm -hmm. The minute you fix your eyes on Jesus and what he's done for you and who he is, the minute it's harder to commit to compromising on the things that God says no about on the things that God has drawn a clear line in the sand about. And so I love that. I love that. Um, I think, I think that's a message we need to hear a lot more often that, you know, um, when you start compromising, not your values, God's values, when you start compromising on those things and when you start seeing those little by little, and when you start negating the need for a savior, you know, you better get your butt back to some church that can speak some truth into your life because we all need a savior. We all need salvation. We all need Jesus daily. Like I know I need Jesus daily. Um, and I think that's something that I kind of can struggle with sometimes as well. Like thinking, okay, I've been doing good for the past, you know, couple months, but in reality it's like, well, yes, I've been doing well, but God doesn't measure us by what people see mm-hmm. or uh, God doesn't measure us by, you know, the sometimes tangible things we can touch or measure by he, he measures us by the heart. And so I always want to be in a place where Jesus comes first, where God comes first, where um, my goal shouldn't be to be perfect at everything, but instead to perfectly allow myself to fail <laughs> to be, you know, to just understand that I will fall short and that Jesus is the only one that can fulfill me. Jesus is the only one that can, you know, perfect me in my faith. That Jesus is the only one who can guide me. I need the Holy Spirit. I need to praise and worship. I need to pray. I need to read my Bible every single day. Zero excuse. You know, like it, it, we need God no matter what we need mm-hmm. God. And so I, I really like that. That that's um, that really does speak to me personally. What kept you in the game? Because Lord knows. 
<laughs> youth children's ministry, you know, like it's, it's not the easiest thing. So what kept you, um, you've done youth ministry, you know, for a really long time. Nessa, you mentioned like he got the call in 20 years ago and he's still <laughs> going for it. So what, what's kept you in the game? Um, well that, so even before I was saved, you know, uh, my mom was the, at one point she was the head of the PTA. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, fourth and fifth grade Ryan was there at the, we would mm-hmm. always do this, um, cookie dough fundraiser every year. Yeah. And so I was always a kid. I always wanted to help. I would help carry the cookie doughs, these huge tubs of cookie doughs <laughs> out to people's cars. I was there from start to finish. Yeah. It was just ingrained. It, it was in me. Mm-hmm. My mom would also, she would manage these apartment complexes. And today I would probably never do it. But when I was a kid, it was so much fun. She needed flyers to go out on all the doors and all the apartments, you know, 500 plus apartments or something. And I was, I was begging to do it. Oh, (laughs) let me do that. I want to help. Right. (laughs) And so to be, you know, to be a helper, that's just always in me. And so what, what's kept me in the game is, well, now my help isn't just hanging flyers or carrying cookie dough. My help isn't just, it has purpose. And so um, if I didn't, if I gave up and threw in the towel, then, then I, then somebody that needs help is going to miss out mm-hmm. and I, or I'll miss out on being able to help them. And so, yeah, it's not always like, yeah, you said it right. It's not always gumdrops and lollipops, and <laughs> a lot of times, it, you know, you you work really, really hard, and you don't get to see the fruit of all of your work. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's kept me in the game is, I'll pull it up. Let me let me pull it up. Galatians chapter six is what's kept me in the game, uh, or five, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, sorry. You might have to edit all this out. That's fine. We can do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is six. So um, what's kept me in the game is, is this verse, Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Mm. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest uh, decay and death from what from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. And so, you know, I think of the harvest like that 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 little kid that was just going out and carrying, helping at the PTA meetings when such a nerdy thing to do. <laughs> what kid is helping at the, what kid is at the PTA meetings? <laughs> Kim's son, right? Yeah. Uh, what kid is wanting to go to 500 apartments to hang up door flyers? Mm-hmm. Ryan. <laughs> but that's that, the consistency of being a farmer, planting, mm-hmm. planting, planting. And when I've wanted to give up, when it felt so meaningless and purposeless, like I'm helping these people, 
I'm helping this kid and I get nothing. Mm-hmm. Like literally, you know, that's happens. Yeah. So if you want to be a youth pastor, just know sometimes <laughs> you get actually worse than what you put in. Yeah. Worse than nothing. You'll get spat on, tore down, lied on, all of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you want to give up sometimes. But you don't be misled. The, the justice of God cannot be mocked. So what you plant is what you will harvest. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if, and those who harvest to, to plant to please the spirit will have harvest everlasting life. So let's not get tired of doing good. Verse nine, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Yeah, that's so good. So yes. I, I can't give up. Mm-hmm. I can't give up because at just the right time. Now, that's the hard part. The really hard part is just the right time is right now. Like just the right time is, yeah, I've been helping this kid and now I'm tired. So God, just the right time is right now. I've been doing all of this work and I'm still flat broke. So God, just the right time for Ryan is right now. Mm-hmm. And what I had to learn was my timing is not God's timing and yeah. God's timing is not my timing. And he, he is not, he is not my Butler. He is not my vending machine. He is not, no, no, no. He is, he is working things out on a much bigger scale than just Ryan. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe that's why a lot of people, especially, uh, this may not be politically correct, but I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe why a lot of people and a lot of youth pastors and people who are working in full-time Christian service give up mm-hmm. because it probably didn't start out this way, mm-hmm. but somewhere along the lines, we've made it, we make it about ourselves mm-hmm. where it morphs into we feel, and I've been there and, and God quickly sat me down and reminded me of Galatians six yeah. of you get into this place where I'm doing all this work. Look at what all I'm doing. I'm working really hard. I'm making no money. And then you feel like self-entitled and you're like, well, now it's my time. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. Yeah. And I'm, you know, you, you give up when you make it about yourself. Right. And that, you know, throughout the new Testament, you see that Romans chapter 12, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but consider others better than yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, um, if I'm considering everyone else better than myself, then I can't give up. Yeah. Right. right. For sure. So, um, yeah, I think that's how I've stayed in the game. There's no magical potion. It wasn't because I was super spiritual. It wasn't because I prayed or fasted a lot. <clears throat> it was because I had to be reminded it ain't about you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Ness. What do you think? Ness? I like <clears throat> the first verse. I think it was Romans 12 too. Mm-hmm. Where it says that outside of the pattern of the world, but you learn the will of God. And so you, it's a learning process. It's a long journey. It's not just a quick fix, exactly what you're talking about. It's putting time. It's putting effort. It's um, not giving up when you get really tired. And I just like that that verse said in the version that you read specifically, learn the will of God. Yeah. Because we have to renew our minds every day. And it's not just going to, you know, even Jesus cried out to God. And so it just reminds me that, you know, 
So I have to keep going. <laughs> and I have to learn the mind of Christ because my mind is not. Yeah, that's, um, well, because naturally we all understand um, the pattern of this world. Yeah. Like exactly. no one has to teach you. No, no. <laughs> to steal cookies out of the cookie jar. No. You just naturally know it, right? Yes. We know the pattern of this world and we know what's wrong too. Like that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we automatically are naturally born into the pattern of this world, the culture of the world. Mm -hmm. We don't have to learn it. It's natural. But what's at unnatural is the will of God, which is the new pattern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the will of God, <clears throat> you will be able to test and approve the pleasing will of God, mm -hmm. meaning you will be able to fit into a brand new pattern. Mm -hmm. And that, that word transform is like the equivalent of metamorphosis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Yes. Totally different. If you didn't know science and you didn't have <laughs> kindergarten in America, then you wouldn't know that a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. You would think they're totally different. Yeah. Creatures. And that is, that is what it means to be a believer that um, you're totally changed and no one could look at you and think, wow, they used to do that. No one could look at you and say, wow, you used to be depressed. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, you used to steal cookies out of a cookie jar. Oh, wow, you used to, what, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The metamorphosis. So that, so that's the great, th some people I think, um, you know, their, their thoughts of God are, well, he's just taking my pattern away. He's right. just taking all the fun away. He's just, and then he's got all these rules of don't do this. Right. Don't do that. Don't have sex. Don't do drugs. Don't have fun. And so then I think a lot of people's view of God is that he's taking me to this abyss of nothingness. Right. And that's um, the good news is that he's taking you to a new pattern mm -hmm. that is way um, more what you said, mm -hmm. way more fulfilled, yes, way more happy, yeah. way more joy, mm -hmm. purpose and vision for my life. Mm -hmm. That's the new pattern. Test and approve the good and pleasing will of God. Yeah, that's good. It's just so much better. Just so much better, you know. Um, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Ryan. Um, that I, I hope that blessed somebody. I, I, blessed yeah, me. That so. was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that blessed me. Um, it. We like having our older guests <laughs> who have been in the game long enough to know that you know God is good and who can still preach the word and who you know like you're you're still doing the work you're still doing the work um i tell i tell my mom all the time i'm like oh those of you, you don't know we all know each other from like yes, brianna yes, was like do. 12 <laughs> i was like how old 1920 mm -hmm. ryan was like 25 yes mm -hmm. then so. but i i bring it up because or we bring that up because like Kana. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my mother um but she's been in the game very long like she's still telling me every day every wednesday like oh i have small group to go to to <laughs> talk to sixth graders yeah. about jesus and i'm like shouldn't you retire <laughs> and she's like no i have to be there you know like i have to do the work mm -hmm. i'm still needed i can still serve and i want to do that and so it really blesses me you know like seeing you still serve because like you impacted me you you were you were one of the youth youth pastors around me and you know like and i I, I've never asked you, but I'm sure like it blesses you that I'm still serving the Lord today. You know, yeah. I'm still bu building legacies, bringing it to my children, you know, like, and so I think there's something about staying in the game. Mm -hmm. You have a calling, 
God's called you to something and God does really call everyone to something. Everyone is called to preach the gospel, to impact someone, to win one person for Jesus. Um, I just felt that strongly in my soul. Like everyone is called to that. Mm -hmm. And so sticking with it, understanding that God is sufficient for you, that his grace is sufficient for you. And knowing that even if you can't see the fruits of your harvest now, it doesn't mean that the next generation doesn't see it. It doesn't mean that your children don't see it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that, you know, like you never know who is going to need what you have. So I just, I just love that. Ryan, you've really blessed us today. Like seriously, yeah. thank you so much for coming on Bible reading podcast. We, we appreciate you. We're going to have you again next week. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Um, let's go ahead, close in prayer and then we'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nessa, do you want to pray? Sure. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time that we get to just sit and chat about your word, but also just about our stories and, we overcome by the word of the lamb and the power of our testimony. <laughs> um, we just love you, Lord, so much. And we thank you for your grace and your love. And we bless you guys today. Hope that Ryan's words impacted you and his story and just the love of Christ because it is so good. And we hope that you feel it and that you are impacted by it. And we thank you in that. Jesus, we love you. Amen. 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 All right. And we'll see you guys next week.